Hola, somos Tania Moreno y Daniela Álvarez de TCU. Y estás escuchando College Volleyball Weekly. ¡Go Frogs! This is Tania Moreno and Daniela Álvarez from TCU. And you are on College Beach Volleyball Weekly. ¡Go Frogs! Hi everyone, I'm Charlie Ekstrom of Stanford Beach Volleyball and you are listening to College Volleyball Weekly Beach Edition. Hi, I'm Alana Rennie of Arizona Beach Volleyball. And I'm Alex Parker of Arizona Beach Volleyball. And you're listening to College Beach Volleyball Weekly. Is that right? No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Good day, everyone. And uh, welcome to a very, very, very late episode of College Volleyball Weekly. Collegiate Beach Top 20. Yeah, we did a recap episode, but I wanted to talk to you. Well, at least someone from the national championship team of USC, back-to-back national championships. And I thought, who better than Haley Harward, who you see on the screen or you're hearing soon on the uh, podcast. Hi, Haley. How are you doing? Hi, Rob. Doing great. Thanks for having me on. Always great to speak with you, be it in person or in video, because I got to see quite a bit of you over the last few years. So definitely exciting uh, opportunity to be able to sit with you here and just chat, really. So um, appreciate the time you're, you're take, putting aside for us tonight. Oh, yeah, it's going to be great. I'm excited. Well, let's start off with your collegiate career. Um, after transferring to uh, USC in 2021, went 24 and 7 at the number threes with Haley Holgren. You bounced back, not that 24 and 7 was bad, but 2022, 34 and 1 at the number ones with Tina. Or actually, your total record is 34 and 1. You're 31 and 1 with Tina, and you're undefeated at 3 and 0 with Megan Kraft. Um, pretty amazing bounce back season. Share a little bit about that. Yeah, it was so fun. This 2022 season, um, I mean, both seasons were really fun, but I think it's definitely a different animal coming back after winning your first championship. And having a lot of the same faces I think we just had a blast every day in practice and we had some really great new faces that made it even more fun too so I just had a great time and uh you know the wins kind of were the cherry on top but I think really just enjoying the time with all my teammates and coaches and really soaking in my final year of collegiate athletics that was the best part (laughs) Well, that's a great segue into my next question, but you close out your collegiate beach career as a back-to-back national champion. Um, was that even fathomable to you? And, and what were your thoughts on that season as it transpired? Yeah, it's definitely very crazy. Um, it's something I always dreamed of was pursuing a national championship when I was little, you know, I've always played and I've been surrounded by so many stellar athletes that, that just always seemed like, you know, something I want to strive for and be on a team with others that like really want to pursue that. Um, so it was just so cool that first time, like we said, and then the second time it, like I said, it's different because you, now you kind of have this expectation of how things should go. And maybe you have like a target on your back. Um, but I think our coaching staff and just our team leadership did a great, great job at keeping everybody focused on just the present, the here and now, and just showing up every day the best that we can be. And the results don't really matter. And I think that's something huge that I learned and I'm still learning now entering a new phase of life, but results 
almost don't matter at the end. It's all about like how you show up, how you fight during um, the match or during the season or whatever you're doing. And then the result at the end was awesome. So cool to hear. But you did actually um, perk a question out of your response from me there. But um, I was going to ask about the team's leadership because given the amount of talent and from reputable backgrounds and programs that you had, who emerged as a leader? Was it an individual or was it a team model? Um, was there one voice that elevated above the rest because of just their natural abilities or giftings? Um, can you speak to that a little bit? Oh gosh, I feel like everyone on the team had a role. Everyone was a leader. And I think that was instilled by our coaching staff um, because we had so many amazing talents and amazing personalities. Um, it just naturally, we just all got along, which is kind of crazy. I feel like that's not really maybe super common. Um, I feel like everyone had this mentality of like putting the team first, which was awesome because there wasn't like, Oh, I'm at this position. You know, I think I should be here or, you know, why is this person getting this? And, um, I, it was just a really awesome culture and I'm trying to still wrap my head around how that came about. Cause it's so cool. Mm -hmm. I think something we need more of in women's sports is less um, direct comparison and more just like building each other up and still fighting for your spot and still like grinding, but in a more like your teammates, you're at the end of the mm -hmm. day, we're all on the same team. Yeah. Well, you, you mentioned that you had some new faces combination of, people that were going to be first years in the program. And you had a bunch of talented transfers like Sonny Viapondo and Caitlin and, and all these other faces that could have easily, that came from other programs that were top three flights, but came there and realized, well, you know, we're going to be where we're going to be, but it's such an incredible dynamic because of the youth. And then you had the maturity of fourth, fifth, even sixth year because of COVID. Yeah. Yeah, it was, sorry if you can hear these sirens in the background, but it was a really cool dynamic. <laughs> and with that group, you know, that experienced the previous season, I, I don't think there was any clickiness um, of like, oh, you know, we were the ones who won last year. I never felt that. Um, there was transfers, grad transfers, like you said, there was freshmen, but there was also girls from the indoor team who That's were seeing. Right that had finished their indoor careers and they were studs on the beach and they came out and added so much to the team, just cheering and their willingness to learn and just connect with everyone on the team. So it was just a great group of girls and I'm so thankful I could have been a part of it. Yeah, I gotta drop the uh, Shannon Scully reference, uh, knowing the gal since her modern day days. So okay. uh, such a awesome girl and Pepperdine and, and uh... <laughs> But yeah, it was so that the first duel of the year was at Long Beach State. Oh, funny, we should mention that. But um, seeing her there was pretty amazing. But seeing how, it's funny, I'm, I'm like, so what do you think of the team? Oh, we're really raw this year. And you guys come in and play pretty darn hard. And I mean, it looked like you guys hadn't missed a step at all. Yeah, that first duel, I remember it was so windy. And at the Long Beach courts, I mean, you're just, it, it's open. So, you know, the ball is flying all over the place but um 
we ended up winning the duel and we all had some pretty close matches, which I think was a really awesome way to start the season. Yep. Well, you know, we, we were talking about the flights, but USC was overflowing with so much talent, right? Um, how would you describe the mentality and the team culture? And you kind of alluded to it a little bit with all these different personalities at different seasons of their maturity and their, their careers in their lives. Uh, and how was that different from a 2021 team? Oh, wow. You're taking me back to 2021. <laughs> so far away. Sorry, I forgot everything during COVID. So it went 2019 and then just up to 2021. <laughs> Seriously. Um, well, I'll touch on the 2022. Something I remember from that team is just how much fun it was to come and see each other at weights every day. Because uh, mm -hmm. we start our practice block with weights and then we go to we all go to practice together after. And it was just really enjoyable. We, I, I just really loved everyone would bring energy and, you know, nobody's perfect. No one would bring incredible energy every single day, but that's what a team is for. And we pick each other up. We're there for each other. Um, so that was just the greatest thing I think was the combination of all these different classes and how well we got along. Yeah. That is a, such a great dynamic for your squad there. Um, I, I see the uh, law enforcement is still hanging around your apartment there, but <laughs> I know. I hope everything's okay. <laughs> I'll dial 911 for you if something happens. Thanks. <laughs> so we, we talked a little bit about Long Beach State, and that's where I met you uh, at you know, 2015-16 and at Nova Southeastern University competing for the USA Junior National Team. And you said you'd committed to Long Beach State, playing indoor there and also beach for Coach Campbell. But um You've been quite the journey woman in such a great way, but seeing your career develop from Long Beach State through injury, academics, and then getting to uh, USC, what eventually lured you to play for the Trojans? Oh, wow. Well, there are so many great things about USC. Um, I love the coaching staff, number one, incredible. Uh, Dan Gustavo and then Laurel Weaver who I didn't know would be there but she was an amazing ad um, also just the USC I guess hustle and like culture of excellence I think I really gravitated towards um, was really cool um, yeah just kind of seeing all the support that they get and you know I mean there's a million things I could read off a list of why it was great but um, yeah, it was just a great institution when I got there. Now, you obviously are picking up a master's degree, if not two. And I know some people are picking up two master's degrees. I'm like, when do you have free time to do that? But uh, it sounds like it's been a pretty great experience for you and uh, the projects you've been working on academically. I think I was one of your subjects. Uh, you <laughs> solicited some input from me. Yeah. Hope I didn't ruin your grade or anything like that. <laughs> no, I passed. I'm done, done with school. It all worked out. <laughs> nice. Let's go back to your, uh, the 2022 season. Um, you played in the top three flights. Actually, this is, goes back to 2021 for the Trojans in both the years. Um, but what expectations did you set for yourself as you started the, the 2022 season? Ooh, that's a big one. That's a great question. Um, I've battled expectations my whole career as I'm sure a ton of athletes have it's second nature I think to kind of always be pushing your limits and always expecting 
better things out of yourself because that's how you improve. Um, but going into the 22 season, I was just really hoping to have fun with my teammates, like I said, and embrace whatever role I was given. Um, and kind of in the fall, I just felt so much freedom on the court and with my teammates that I was just having a blast. I was, you know, receptive to what the coaches were saying. I was just really trying to work hard and just try to be a great person, have fun. And they ended up putting me towards the end of the fall with Tina. And, you know, it's like, whoever, it's the big question I, everyone mm -hmm. was getting asked is who's going to be with Tina. Are they going to put Megan with her again? Or is the lineup change going to be different? And I was trying to block out all of that because mm -hmm. it really doesn't matter. You can't go wrong. I mean, any, <laughs> if they put me with anyone on our team, you can't, you really can't go wrong. Um, but I secretly, you know, everyone wants to play at the top. Everyone wants to be, you know, up there. So, you know, in my heart, I was like, oh, you know, I'd love to be at the ones and just <laughs> against all the other schools, you know, ones pairs, but every school's lineup, it's so competitive. So it really didn't matter. Like if you're at the mm -hmm. ones or the twos, the threes, the fours, the fives, so much talent everywhere. Yep. So I think I just tried to like put that out of my mind, like wherever I'm going, it's great. It's going to be awesome. Hopefully, you know, I stay healthy. Like you never know what can happen throughout the season. So yeah. I was trying to tune out all the, the noise. Um, and then when they did finalize the lineup, in the spring and they're like okay Haley, tina you're at the ones i was like freaking out <laughs> i was like yeah. no way did they do that um and it was just a really really cool moment i think for me and the coaching staff because they helped me develop so much as a player and that mm -hmm. really hit me when they believed in me that much because whoever is with Tina is obviously going to get all the balls. You're it's like huge target is on you. Um, so I just, yeah, I felt like so much gratitude to the coaches just that. Um, yeah. They thought I was ready for that and all that stuff, but back to the expectations, I'm dodging your question, but I, <laughs> I, I did have a lot of expectations after they put the lineup out. Um, yeah. You know, having like Taryn and Kristen the previous year go undefeated and just all this stuff. I, you know, I had these thoughts of like, Oh, well, Tina just got fourth place in the Olympics. You know, she should go undefeated and she's going to be player of the year. She's like, just kind of expectations for the finish of our careers. And um, I did not thrive under those expectations that I put on myself. Mm -hmm. No one, said that and Tina didn't come to me and say hey let's go undefeated you know it's just like hey let's take it day by day we'll try our best yeah. and I think from the coaching staff was hey it's one match at a time Dane keeps telling me it's amazing we didn't go undefeated because we didn't have pressure on ourselves at the end mm -hmm. of like oh they've been undefeated all year um so expectations are crazy and I personally play my best when I am just in the moment and kind of eliminating all of that outside yeah. noise. Well, I hate to bring a potential, what was a stumbling block early on because <laughs> I went to the first duel at Long Beach State and saw you guys play 
guys working the second duel at UCLA. And that was your only loss of the season. Yes. And you guys still, I, at least from my standpoint, we're playing phenomenally. And I'm not saying that because I'm a homer or anything, but I, objectively speaking, I mean, there was, it was some really good ball being played early on. Yeah, you couldn't expect anything better at that point, but it ended up being a loss. Was that something that uh, created a, a road bump there for you in the season? Like, was that a, a, did you have some extra, I guess, time needed to take care of that, that loss that early on because of the expectation? Yeah, for sure. I took that loss so hard for some, like, I just was like, you know, it's USC, UCLA. And it was, there were people waving the Latvian flag there like first Tina like showing support and I was just like oh gosh first loss <laughs> of the season and you know am I gonna get demoted or whatever just all these thoughts and um the coaching staff was great Tina was great you know it was a team loss neither one of us you know like make or break the the match um yeah but yeah, that definitely caused me to just kind of question some things and yeah, not, it, I mean, it was a very pivotal time in the season, I think though, to experience mm -hmm. that loss and be like, oh, everything's fine. The world is still spinning, you know, yeah. like we lost and it happens. <laughs> so that really was great. And I just loved the reaction from the rest of my team and my coaching staff from the loss, I think took so much pressure off. Well, they kept referencing on the AVP streams, but 30 wins to close out your, your collegiate beach season or career. So I think it turned out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you have two national championships to show for it too. So, um, but it's interesting to hear you say that you, you know, early on, you're like, wow, I'm playing with Tina, but you have this expectation to go undefeated. And then that loss happens early, but gosh, I mean, it was, you alluded to it earlier, the talent across the nation from ones through fives. I mean, that's one of the things we talked about on the podcast. It's like, you know, with Mads and Charlie, they were saying, man, it doesn't matter where you're at. You're going to get some quality play at each of the flights right now. Yeah. So, and I'm, let's face it, Lexi Denneberg and Abby Van Winkle are pretty good. We'll just say that. <laughs> They're very good. <laughs> so you mentioned your coaching staff had helped you through that early on uh, loss. But, you know, in general, what is it like playing for Dane? You know, um, people have seen him as the assistant or doing broadcasts for ADP or FIVB. But, you know, he's obviously a very highly charismatic individual, knows a lot about the game, former Olympian. But what is it like being on his roster and being coached by him? Yeah, so cool. Um, I really respect Dane and I respect his open door policy. And, you know, we would book weekly like video sessions. And this season, especially, I really felt that I could just tell him things straight up. And I feel like that's rare um, for a coach player dynamic is just like, oh, I can tell him you know, I'm really sucking right now. What, <laughs> how can we like work together on this? And I didn't feel like he would say, Oh, Haley is sucking right now. Let's, let's move her to the twos or the threes or we can't trust her. I, I never felt that way. I felt yeah. like he genuinely had my back and 
he wanted me to succeed, which helped me succeed. And I think that's something that is rare. Um, and I, I'm sure most coaches, you know, want their players to succeed, but I've experienced with, you know, a variety of, of coaches, just me thinking, oh, if I open up and I say something like this, I wonder how they'll take it. And maybe that's just a me thing, but yeah. I felt really confident and, and comfortable with Dane and the feedback he was giving me. And um, yeah, just helped me play really well on the court, just in our box during the timeouts and the side mm -hmm. switches. He was always, you know, that next point, that next point and giving us feedback and just really being our biggest cheerleader. And yeah. I really thrived off of that. It was awesome. That's so awesome to hear. So let's, uh, let's jump to, we're gonna like a fast forward to the national championship duel against Florida State. Um, you and Tina handed FSU's number one pair, which was a very talented pair. Um, Brooke Bauer, Maddie Anderson, 2-0. Um, and looked like you kind of breezed through there, but I know that I was watching that and it was intense play. The score does not tell the story, that's for sure. Um, and Maddie Anderson is a bomber. So is Brooke, now I think about it. So, But uh, you finished up your match, you got the, First, second dual point, I believe that was awarded. If I'm reading my notes right, but um, and then of course came down to Julia and Delaney's match. Walk us through what was going through your mind as that last point happened. Yeah, I was just so happy to see how everyone was playing that whole trip in Gulf Shores because you can win or, or whatever happens the whole season. And then to actually be in Gulf Shores and feel loose and feel confident and feel in the present, I think across all five pairs and even everyone there that was cheering and everyone was just dialed in um, right. to see that last ball drop. And it's just like, oh, it's over. And I was just so happy for how everyone was able to finish oh for sure well i mean so julie got the block they tried to recycle it and then the ball was hit into the net so um just seeing that that rush of the cardinal and gold it basically engulfed julia and delaney was pretty intense yeah um so with julia you guys not only share a special relationship as teammates but also roommates and pretty close friends um, by getting that back-to-back -back national championship as all those roles in your relationship, um, did it make your closing out your collegiate career more special? Yeah, I think just having Julia to share all of these experiences with has been so cool. Uh, it's been such a blessing and um it's just been a gift from God truly, because I think a relationship like ours could be full of comparison and full of jealousy um, with how close we are and how much we both want to win and all that. It's like, we are just such great friends and we're just really rooting for one another and we can be so straight up with each other and just kind of lean on each other. And so to go through 
you know, everyone sees like the highs at the end, but then to also have each other to lean on and support during the low moments that maybe aren't talked about as much. Um, mm. It was just awesome. It was so cool to have her. Hi everyone, this is Madison Fitzpatrick at Florida State and you're listening or watching College Volleyball Weekly Beach Edition Top 20. Hi, I'm Erica Brock from FAU. Hi, Mackenzie Morris from FAU. And you're listening to College Volleyball Weekly Beach Edition. Well, it's pretty cool because now that you receive a national championship and my goodness, got so many awards this last year. Um, got the, what's it? The Pac-12 Pair of the Year, you know, first team all Pac-12, ABCA Player of the Year, Pair of the Year. I mean, it was amazing. And then Julia is right there along with Tina and Megan, other teammates. So, uh, but now you go into your professional career, the AVP and that's what really reignited that interest in wanting to speak with you again, because knew that you and Julie were roommates and she would have been on a night just so everyone knows, but she had life kind of step in called school. She has to work towards a degree and she's catching up like Haley is. So again, thank you for your time, but you guys played at Fort Lauderdale. Um, both, like I said, pursuing professional careers on the AVP and your best finish previous to the 2022 season was a ninth at Hermosa with Catherine Plummer. Cause I remember you introduced me to Catherine for the first time. And uh, that changed that weekend of July 29th through the 31st. I partnered with Tina, the uh, Latvian super weapon. I like to call her. Um, and you guys grinded your way to your first ever AVP championship. So once you advanced out of that semifinal match and realized that you're going to be playing your roommate with Gina, Urango, what went through your mind? Well, it was cool because during our semifinals, I could hear Mark announcing the other semi. And mm -hmm. I heard that Julia won, I think, before our match even ended. So I was like, oh my gosh, like she's in the finals. That's amazing. I was mm -hmm. like, okay, you know, we gotta meet her there. You know, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta get this done. Um you know, we, we were kind of joking all weekend, like, hey, stay on the other side of the bracket. Like, we'll meet you in the finals. <laughs> um, and then we ended up winning our semis and we were like, no way. Like, this is coming to reality. Like, we're meeting in the finals, both of us, our first AVP finals. Crazy. Like, we, each of us have been, like, dreaming of this moment and, mm -hmm. you know, writing it on the, the goals. And it's just, it was crazy. So, knowing that all four of us were going to be in the finals was it's like whoever wins it's a win because I love Julia so much and it's been so cool I really like Gina a lot it's been so cool to see their dynamic and um we practiced all of us together before Fort Lauderdale <laughs> and then my mom was joking like oh who knew this would be like the finals is like your your practice on Thursday in Fort Lauderdale so oh come on that's just a USC beach alumni match early on <laughs> that's all that was <laughs> um so that first set of that avp fort lauderdale final and julia and gina came out strong and took that first set um you know how was it like like seeing each other across the net knowing that this was both of your both teams dreams I mean, it was the first for everyone on that court right yeah it was so cool um in the warm-ups Mark, the announcer, was trying to 
kind of joke around and was like, oh, they're roommates. Like, who's going to bring the trophy home and trying to kind of start just all in good fun, like some stuff. And we would just look at each other and we're like, ah, like throw, you know, hearts and like we're still best friends. So, did really- Julia pay rent here? You know, with that loss. Oh yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> well, she got she made bank in Atlanta, so. <laughs> um, but that, so that was just really cool. I tried during the match to just tune out who they were because I'm great friends with them so um you know when we would score or have great points you know just cheering with me and Tina and um I don't know it's tough yeah. trying to not be like oh woohoo, we're best friends but also I have no negative feelings towards them either it's just we're yeah. all trying to play our best so kind of make it almost like faceless um on the other side I mean, both of you understand the competitive nature. I mean, you're some of the most intense competitors I've come across. And I mean that in a good way, um, because there are people that can be and are jerks about it. But I think that from a professionalism standpoint, you and Julia fit the bill along with a few other, you know, your teammates as well. So, I mean, seeing that you guys competed like you did, uh, you guys obviously came back and took the next two and uh, ended up being the champions of Fort Lauderdale. So it was an exciting time for, for you and Tina, you know, mm-hmm. especially in that Florida heat, because that was not a very easy climate to be playing in. Because I was there the Friday before uh, working the USAV Junior Beach Championships. So pretty brutal. But um, congratulations. It's such a great performance for everyone. Now, I know that there were some heat issues involved um, that affected some of the players. But you know what, though? Everyone played phenomenal the entire tournament. So hats off to all of you well thank you yeah it was definitely pretty brutal um in the heat we were lucky to have only played I think it was five matches Mm -hmm. Uh, so that was really lucky because they were all tight tight matches and it can go either way and then yeah you definitely want to just play fast and then get into the air conditioning (laughs) at least you didn't have lightning delays like this last weekend I mean because at the uh, earlier in the week, we had four lightning delays at the uh, beach championships or the juniors beach championships. So oh, wow. I, was thinking, I was thinking, wow, if AVP has to deal with this. This is going to be terrible. <laughs> so, um, but let's jump to the next weekend. I know that that uh, I was Atlanta and uh, didn't have the same result for yourself, but instead, Julia ends up grinding her way through the contenders bracket to play in the final what i thought was really cool is a certain songbird was called to use her uh, the microphone and start out the day Haley, beautiful voice i've known it i've seen it multiple times but i love it when you have the opportunity to open up championship sunday by singing the national anthem and good to hear that you're still singing as well oh yes thank you i've love singing all the time but I do get so scared when I have to perform um I mean I'm sure anyone would get you know it's like a performance or a speech or whatnot but that was really cool um I'm trying to push my comfort zone a little bit and try to um sing a little bit more in public um but yeah we organized that before the tournament so (laughs) we 
not know Julia would be in the finals, uh, which made it even more amazing uh, that I could sing before her match. Um, but yeah, it was a really crazy, crazy tournament. And I'm so happy that her and Gina got their first victory. It's so cool. Yeah. It is incredible. It blows my mind. Well, if anyone could question questions your your friendship and relationship, all they got to do is look at yours and one of your other roommates' uh, social feeds, pictures of you guys holding signs and going crazy for you know Julia and Gina um, in the crowd. All your posts were hilarious. So you guys are totally going all out for Julia and Gina. Yeah, that was really fun in Hermosa Beach because um, I had gotten eliminated on Saturday and Julia and Gina made it to Sunday. Um, I think it was their first championship Sunday. So yep. me and my other roommate, Willa made these signs for them and we were just, let's go. Like they, like they are going to win. We're just going crazy for them. And I think they got a third, um, which was so cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's awesome to have that support of the roomies yeah. like wherever we're going to these tournaments it's not just all about me it's like oh, okay well if I do well I have my roommate here supporting me if she does well I'm supporting her so it's been awesome well it's it's I was looking at at Julia's record this season alone and she's had two seconds and two thirds so she's been literally at the bubble waiting to just like hammer in oh yeah I even said because she claims that she had a feeling me and tina would win fort lauderdale which i, I believe her she's she's, she's trying good. to get in your head <laughs> no she's pretty good with her feelings she has, <laughs> she's usually spot on and then i really had a feeling before atlanta i told her this i said you have gotten third second you're gonna get a first like i just feel it you guys are playing so well you've beaten really really great teams like it's coming and then boom so I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> your big bunion was uh, vibrating and that was your, your sense that she was going to win. Right. Yes. <laughs> now um, you actually alluded to a roommate of yours, uh, Willa and uh, making signs, but she made a great sign when you guys finally made it home. You share a little bit about that sign. Cause I thought it was hilarious when I saw the posts on it. Yeah. She's the sweetest. So whenever something happens, she makes, these signs with you know balloons and it started with happy birthday and then it became congrats grads and then it became oh welcome back champs or whatever it may be she's just always so amazing and so selfless and will stay up till the early dawn to show support for us which is just so incredible um but yeah the sign when we got home said AVP champs and then it was a fat head of Julia and she drew the state of Georgia and put Atlanta mm -hmm. and then the state of Florida and my fat head and put uh Fort Lauderdale so it's so cool I thought there was a uh, she alluded to like saying that someone's was bigger or was that you on your post oh that was me that was me <laughs> Julia did win a gold series which <laughs> double the prize money, a bigger trophy. She might go to the Phoenix championships, which will be super cool. That's so. your hometown. You got to get into that one. Oh, I know. I want to go to it so badly, but 
if she's there, I have a place to stay. I'll stay at my parents' house and I'll cheer my butt off. So it's all good. <laughs> Such a great story, though. I mean, just these last few weeks, not only for you, but for your friend and teammate and, you know, roommates and just the whole USC program, because, you know, one of the things that I'm looking at, you know, even as I was developing the questions to ask you, this last two, three years, especially coming to AVP on the women's side, you're seeing this wave of new faces who were excelling um, right before COVID, because you know, technically Kristen and Taryn, they had high expectations right when COVID hit that year. They were having a phenomenal season. Yeah. But now you're seeing them really rise up in the FIVB or the Beach Volleyball World's FIVBs and now AVP. And you're in that wave with Tina and Megan and Julia and even Delaney when she's, you know, playing and, you know, you're seeing these names come up. Um, the FSU clan is definitely stepping up as well, you know, between Brooke and Diana. I mean, it's like this massive wave of, I don't want to say new school, but just this, the talent, like the talent that's coming through has been uh, people who've been doing it early on in their careers. Uh, seeing you on the beach, uh, seeing these others in juniors tournaments in 2015, 16, it's insane seeing what the result is now as they go into the professional level. So yeah, it's, it's an exciting time for collegiate beach uh, for sure. Super cool. Yeah. Um, Want to end with this question for you. Um, just because everyone knows you play volleyball, you know, it's Haley Harward. But um, when you're not on the sand or training, um, what can one find you doing off the court? Oh, what a question. Definitely stinging for sure. Um, what else do I do? <laughs> As of now, trying to grind and really reach out to a bunch of people, network, figure out, you know, what it is that I want to spend my time doing when I'm not playing beach volleyball so whether that be partnering with brands and helping them promote whatever it is they're promoting or finding a part-time job myself doing possibly marketing um so yeah i'm kind of in this wave of figuring a lot of stuff out right now oh as you should be just recently graduated and uh i mean post-covid who knows what's happening now you know things are realigning and readjusting to what we've just been through so um, I didn't put this on the questions I sent to you, but I wanted to give you a chance to um, uh, mention your sponsors or thank your sponsors, um, people who've been supporting you, just because I know it takes a huge team of people and supporters to really just, so you can make it. So just want to give you that chance and put it out there for you. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, my number one sponsor is my parents. Uh, Harvard mortgage team to be exact. Uh, <laughs> if anybody needs uh, refinancing, home loan, my dad and my brother are experts. They're amazing to work with. So that is my shout out. Um, reach out to me. I can get you their details, but that would <laughs> help my beach volleyball career because they really helped me a ton fund my career. Excellent. Well, Haley Harvard. USC two-time national champion and now AVP champion and looking forward to what the rest of your career has for you being that I feel like I'm I'm I like I hashtag it Haley's homies I've been I, there since the beginning 
<laughs> might start making shirts. We might. <laughs> there's some fun stuff there. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on again. I know this is like your third time on now. I think about it. Um, there's only one other person that's been on three times. That's Tina Gradina, and look where that brought her. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. I'm honored. I'm <laughs> wow, this is awesome. Well, thanks again, Haley. I look forward to seeing you. Good luck at uh, Manhattan Beach. I imagine uh, I haven't seen the player list yet, but um, looking forward to it. I won't be there, but I'll be following at where I'm working from. So um, this is Haley Hard from USC, AVP, um, Pro, and who knows what the future has for her, but a great couple of weeks for you. Thanks for coming on. Thanks.